Welcome to the Fertility Mind Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Friesen, a certified fertility mindset coach, a sound healer, and an international best-selling author. My mission for this podcast is to give you weekly episodes where you hear my own success with IVF and how mindset and manifestation changed it all for me. You will also hear from my guests who share their success stories in the fertility world. I want you to know that you are not alone. Even when things feel tough and when things feel like they aren't going your way, the tools and techniques you will get in this podcast I know can change everything for you too. So thanks for being here with me today and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Fertility Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Friesen, and today you're going to hear about my own fertility journey and why I really wanted to do this podcast, why it means so much to me and why it is my true passion. So in full transparency, I have recorded this episode many times um, because I can't seem to get through the episode without crying. But today is the time and the moment I'm going to do it. Um, so in 2014, when I found myself smack dab in the middle of the fertility world, I, um, I didn't know anyone in the fertility world. I didn't know anyone struggling to get pregnant and I didn't know anyone that had had miscarriages or really anything about the fertility world at all. So after I had had my consultation with my doctor, he advised like stay out of chat rooms because that's what they were called before. It was called social media. And I just, I asked why. And he said, you know, everyone's story is very different. And he said, just focus on you. And I'm a very curious person. So I thought, well, I'm going to check out these, you know, these chat rooms. And, you know, it would be nice to get to know people in the fertility world. Maybe they can talk openly about their medical protocols, or maybe they can talk about, um, you know, how long they've been on this journey because I truly went in with a naive mind and with an open heart, just excited for someone to give me hope, someone to give me light, someone to say, yeah, I got pregnant the first time. But unfortunately, all I found was chat room after chat room filled with dwindling hope. Everyone sharing, you know, that their, their, their transfer failed or Uh, they had a failed IUI, or this was their seventh procedure, or, you know, on and on and on. And my heart just felt so heavy. And I instantly started to feel even more alone and more lost. So I'm a true empath. I really feel emotions. I feel people's emotions. And every time I read a comment or someone posting something, my heart just, I started to cry and I thought like, I just want to help these people. And I thought, I can't help these people. I'm, I'm just starting out. I just had my consultation and it really kind of became a mission in the back of my mind. I started recording all of my, my drives. Um, I had to drive an hour away to our fertility clinic. Um, so I started recording because I thought, you know, 
what if I can help someday? Like, what if I can say it worked the first time and this is what I did and just share hope? Because honestly, that that's who I am. I love spreading hope. So let's delve in to my journey. So in 2014, my husband and I had been trying naturally for about a year. And the backstory is we have three three older daughters. So my husband has three daughters from his first marriage. And we didn't want a huge age difference. So and he had had a vasectomy while he was while he was previously married. So as soon as we got married, we had that reversed. And um seven months into trying naturally, I had asked my husband to call our uh, urologist, the one that did the vasectomy reversal. And um, I asked if like, if just for him to have an appointment to see if this was normal and to talk about, you know, different things, because my understanding of the fertility world was from my high school health class where, you know, they really enforce don't have sex because you'll get pregnant. So um, after that appointment, you know, it, it took about two months to get the appointment and then we were referred to a fertility clinic. And um, the the crazy thing is when you're entering a fertility world, I I chose not to do a lot of research because I'm very much a person. If I know statistics and I know things, I'm going to carry that with me. And I wanted I wanted to be naive in that sense. I didn't want to know um, statistics. I didn't want to know the side effects of the medications or things that I was going to be on um, because I just wanted to know that I was going to have my baby. And um, so after we had our consultation, um, my husband and I were finances. We had no room in our budget to pay for fertility. And I remember just saying to my husband, we have to find a way to do this. And he's like, I agree. And um, my father-in-law so graciously had a very serious conversation, a very open conversation with us. And he said, um, you know, I can lend you the money and you can pay, you know, we... I, I can lend you the money and you have to pay me back within a certain time frame and you have to make interest payments and not not that he was charging us interest, but we he didn't want it to affect his cash flow. And um I remember just having this intense feeling of determination of like, I can't let him down. He's lending us all this money and I can't let him down. I don't want to let my stepdaughters down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let my husband down. But that was that was my mindset of like determination. But the duality was I was feeling incredibly alone. I felt like something was wrong with me. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of different emotions. So I went through resentment because my husband was able to have three daughters naturally with his first wife. And I kept thinking, like, why do I deserve this? Like, I volunteer with kids. I, you know, I love my stepdaughters. I love being around kids. I loved babysitting as a kid. Um, and I've always considered myself um, a positive person, a really good, kind-hearted person. So I didn't understand why this was happening to me. 
And um, as soon as they told me, and sorry, let's back it up two seconds. My daughters are in um, competitive dance. So when you enter that world, um, I had a huge assumption on my heart that people, once they found out that we were going through IVF, people were going to assume, obviously, it's my fault because, um, you know, my husband had three children naturally. So clearly it's my fault, right? No, that was a horrible assumption that I was holding. I have no idea what anyone, you know, what their opinions were. No one ever shared their opinion, nor did I ask. And for the most part, everyone was pretty lovely. Um, but yes, people asked questions um, of, you know, like when when they found out that I was pregnant with twins. Oh, you know, how, how do twins run in your family? Do this, do that? And I and I said no. Like my husband and I went through IVF, and they went oh. So people that did know that I was going through IVF, I held that assumption. People that didn't know that I was going through IVF. And please note, this was all mindset. This was all my mindset. This was not against any other person but me. This just shows you where I was mentally holding my self-image. And I say self-image is because that's what I was believing about myself. So um, we had three failed implantations and we had a canceled cycle. So my husband and I were gearing up to do our egg retrieval. My husband had to have an egg retrieval and I had, or sorry, my husband had a sperm retrieval and I had had an egg retrieval and they actually fertilized our embryos. So on day three, um, we were to go in and have a fresh implantation. Um, and we sat there, we did blood work. We were so excited and I remember my fertility doctor coming in and canceling my cycle. And at that point, we had already driven. So we had to go to a different location where they were holding our embryos, um, not our regular, just our fertility doctor's office. We went to a specialized clinic. So we had driven two hours to this appointment. And when he told me he was canceling our cycle because I was hyperstimulated and there was too many risk factors of me having an embryo, one embryo or two embryos implanted that day. I could risk hospitalization. Hospitalization. I could risk so many different things that the risks were far greater. And I remember saying to him, no, I want to go ahead. And my husband said to our doctor, can you step out of the room for a minute? I need to talk to my wife and then we'll let you know. And we had a a conversation and we both agreed. I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent in agreement with my husband, but I understood why that the risks were too great um, for us to go ahead at that moment. So we said, yes, freeze our embryos. And when they told me I had to take a whole cycle off, so I had to wait for my period and then wait for it to come again before we could actually start with the whole process. So in the back of my mind, again, I'm talking about mindset here because the whole year that we were trying naturally, um, I felt like I was letting my stepdaughters down because we had an open conversation with them that we were going to expand our family and we wanted to, you know, have an open conversation with them that 
yes, even though we're expanding our family, that they're still very loved. They're still very important. Um, And please understand, I know every situation is very different. Every fertility journey is very unique to the people involved, very unique to your family dynamic, to your medical protocols, if there's any underlying uh, medical conditions, um, and just how you internalize your journey as a whole. So, you know, we, I, I already had three children in my house and I also had people telling me you should be, you know, grateful enough. You have three kids. So I don't even know why you're doing this in the first place. And I was thinking, because ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a mom. And just because I married someone with kids doesn't mean I should give up on my dreams. And I felt like I was letting everyone down. So when my cycle was canceled, I was devastated. And I was told, you know, because I I had just had my eggs retrieved three days prior, my body is going to start really retaining water and I'm going to look pregnant and all of these things. And I remember coming home from my appointment and I took a picture in the mirror because I wanted to document this feeling. And um, I looked six months pregnant. And all I thought to myself was, I'm not pregnant. My cycle's canceled. And this is effing cruel. This is so cruel. I Why did I have to drive two hours away to be told next time? So fast forward, we go to, you know, I start building myself up. I start getting really excited. And um, we're preparing for our first embryo transfer. And um, lo and behold, within... I want to say three days of my embryo transfer, I got a really bad kidney infection. So I was having crazy high fevers and chills. And I remember calling um, my clinic and speaking to one of the fertility nurses and said, no, you have to take back-to-back Advil. Yes, you have to take this prescription medication. Um, And like, I, I, I asked honestly, I said, will this medication affect the fact that we just you know, transferred our three or our, our, sorry, our two embryos three days ago. And, um, he said to me, there's a chance. He said, I, he said, I am not here to tell you yes or no. He said, the focus is on getting you better and getting you okay. And he said, you know, in, in two weeks time on, you know, we'll, we'll do your blood work and we'll tell you where you are. So I remember driving to that appointment, not with a crazy amount of hope for a positive beta test, which is, you know, your blood test that tells you where your HCG hormone level is to tell you if you're pregnant or not. Um, so I was not pregnant. I was devastated. I remember getting the call while I was sitting in my office. They asked me to close the door and sit down. And I remember speaking with my fertility nurse and she was so beautiful and so lovely and so like I could feel the sadness in her heart and just you know she was just so kind and she said like I'll sit with you for a minute over the phone she's like it's okay and I was just crying and I said this isn't fair and she said I know and um anyway so 
she asked me, she said, you know, call Bob, my husband. And she said, take some time, heal, breathe, accept, and, you know, feel all the feelings that you need to feel. And in the next couple of days, call me and let me know your where, what you want to do. If you want to take a cycle off, if you want to have, if you want to go ahead and plan for another transfer. And um, I just said to myself, you know what? Thank you. And I didn't tell Bob right away. Um, we, I knew that we were picking up our girls um, from, from school that day and they were coming to our house and I didn't want him to pick them up feeling sad. So I just wanted to come home from work and have a nice dinner and then tell him privately. And then we could tell the girls later. Um, but I just wanted time to process it for myself. And I remember um, coming home and Bobby was just so, he's like, so, so, so. And I said, we're not pregnant. And we both just tears rolled down our face and we wiped them away. And we said, we've got the girls. We got to be strong for them. We'll talk about this tonight when they're, when they're in bed. And um, I said, I need to let them know what we're going to do next. And um, we, we decided to go ahead with another embryo transfer and we we had another embryo transfer and that failed. So at that point, mentally in my mind, all I kept thinking is we only have so many frozen embryos left. I don't want to. And we were we were transferring two at a time because we were told there was only a 13% chance of twins, but it took your 25% of having a pregnancy to a possible 50% because there's two, but only... Of that 50% of one sticking, only 13% is you could have twins, but there was the possibility of twins. Um, and I just, I remember saying, okay, let's, let's go ahead. We, we just, I, I can't give up right now. And, you know, I went through so many different emotions. I went through a lot um, mentally because I was trying to be strong for my, for my stepdaughters. I was trying to be strong for my husband because my husband was starting to go through emotions of, you know, I got to have three kids naturally with someone else and I'm putting my wife through this. She has to have, you know, nonstop ultrasounds and, um, you know, all the medical stuff that I had to do, the, the suppositories and implantations and, all of these things. And he was really internalizing himself that he did this to me and he felt so guilty. And so we were working through a lot of emotions together while trying to keep it all together for our girls because we didn't know how they would react. And they didn't know, obviously they didn't know much about having a baby or any of those things. So we wanted to keep it very lighthearted and just be like, it just, it didn't work this time. It just, it wasn't meant to be this time, but it will. Um, and we left it open for them to ask questions, but really they, they were young. They didn't have a lot of questions to ask. Um, so when we were gearing up for our third implantation, I was at a place where I was just, I said to my husband, I said, I need hope. I said, I can't find it in chat rooms. Um, I need anything. And I came across a friend of mine that I went to high school with that she 
was a Chinese medicine practitioner and she was also an acupuncturist. And I had messaged her saying like, do you have anything for, you know, infertility? And she said, yes. So I did some acupuncture treatments with her and she was so lovely. And, um, I was gearing up for our third implantation mentally. I was so excited, but the duality was my dominant feeling was what if this is not going to work because the two other times didn't, and we're only implanting one embryo this time. Um, so that means we're at a lesser of odds and it was just a place where, um, I just, I, I was holding on to hope, but I didn't believe that it could work. And lo and behold, that didn't work either. And I remember surrendering. So my fertility clinic said they were going to do a biopsy of my uterus to see if there was something that was missing that wasn't showing up on on our blood work or anything like that. Lo and behold, that became, that was normal. That came back normal. So they didn't understand in their mind why it wasn't working because everything looked really, really, really good. And um, I, one morning, uh, I was just so emotional. It was a Saturday morning. Um, my husband, I don't know where he was. I was just, I was by myself and I literally got down on my knees. I felt my knees crying. And um, I just said, God, universe, whoever's listening, I have one left in me. Otherwise I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I will accept that I'm, that I'm, you know, I'm going to be only a stepmom. But I've got one last, one last effort in me. So if I'm meant to have a baby, you know, let me know. Please let me know. And I started listening to The Power and the Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Um, and I had started listening to them after my second implantation feel, like failed. So The Power and the Secret by Rhonda Byrne, um, two different audiobooks, but I was listening to them on my drives. And I just thought to myself, I need to embody everything that she is saying. I need to, every time I see someone pregnant, every time um, I go to a baby shower, every time I go to something, just send them massive amount of love because I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. And it was honestly within minutes of me just saying, I'm surrendering. Ideas were popping into my head and I felt this instant amount of love. And, um, it was just, I can't explain the feeling. And I thought, okay, this time it's going to work. And I started doing things differently. Every morning I woke up, I started mentally in my head, starting to say all the things that I was grateful for. And I said, we're implanting two embryos on this day or around this day. And we're going to have boy, girl twins. And, you know, I started seeing my, my stepdaughters holding the twins. I started, my husband and I picked out names for them. We started doing things very, very, very differently. And, um, every time a negative thought that came into my head, I thought, no, I don't want to think about negativity. I I just want positivity. I just, I'm going to be my own beacon of light, my own beacon of hope, because this is my last time. And I refuse to believe that I'm not meant to have children. And I can't tell you where this, this feeling came from, but it was something that I just, 
I was harnessing and I refused to let it go. I built a vision board of all of, you know, like what I wanted my nursery to look like and what I wanted, um, you know, the maternity clothes that I wanted to buy. And um, just before our um, implantation, we were driving home and we passed like a a mall outlet kind of thing. And I saw there was a maternity store. I said, I said, Bobby, go in. I said, we're going to try on maternity clothes. And they even have a bump in there that you can try it on so you can see how it fits. And he took pictures of me and I was like, and they're like, oh, how far along are you? And I said, uh, I'm only a couple weeks because I, I didn't want to let them know that I hadn't even started yet. Um, and she's like, oh, congratulations. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Because I was really role-playing. Like this was this was going to be a thing. I was refusing to not believe. And when we went in for our fourth implantation, um, what I haven't mentioned, because I don't want to bring negativity in this, my first fertility clinic had closed. Um, they were still able to, I shouldn't say closed, they were no longer able to do procedures. They were only allowed to do cycle monitoring. Uh, both the doctors had had their license suspended indefinitely. So the fertility nurses, I was so thankful to get to work with them because they were a light from the whole time. So amidst all of that, we had, and we went to a new clinic, which was now three hours away. Um, and they, they were overseeing all the, the practices that were going on from my first fertility clinic so that the patients weren't just left stranded. And, uh, so I was thankful that all of that went on. But again, like I said, while all of this was going on, I refused to let any of that bother me. I didn't know what it is that I was doing. I just felt this feeling and I just needed to persist. And our fertility, our new fertility doctor put us on a whole different medical protocol. Um, I was now doing IV interlipids. Um, I was doing uh, progesterone injections versus suppositories. Um, and just everything felt different. And I was filled with this massive amount of um, excitement. And so when we did our implantation, we got to see our embryos on our, on the screen. I got to see my five-day-old embryos. And um, the doctor said to me, he said, oh, one is hatching. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, "You, the cells are actually multiplying right here. And I was like, and I said to my husband, I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is the hope I needed. This is, this is universe speaking to me, letting me know we are pregnant. Um, and when we, my husband and I also had planned, um, I had got a bonus in my, in my job. I, I got quarterly bonuses and I said to him, I want to go away for a weekend. And I knew, um, some other girls, uh, in my MLM business that I was in, um, they were going away for the same weekend. So we had all planned on going on this like really nice dinner one night out. And I just, I said to my husband, let's go away. Let's go to this conference. Let's just fill our, 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 you know, our world with hope, because even if we don't have hope, at least we've got the weekend that we're away. We're not at home. We're not in our normal environment. And, um, 
the most beautiful thing happened while we were in the airport leaving to go to Montreal. Um, I got a phone call while I was in the bathroom stall and they said my, my other fertility nurse. So I had two, uh, three, actually, uh, it, it interchanged between one male and two females and they were all incredibly lovely. And I remember he called me and he said, Jess, and I said, yes. And he said, are you somewhere where you're sitting down? And I said, no. And he's like, well, good. You don't need to. And he said, you're pregnant. And I was like, <gasps> and I literally washed my hands as fast as possible. And um, I like bolted it out of the airport bathroom to find my husband to say, we are pregnant. And I just felt so 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 incredible and we you know we got to have an eight-week ultrasound because I had had so many failed implantations they said at eight weeks we want to see um we want to see you and I remember going into the ultrasound and the 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 technician asked me, she said, did you implant one or two embryos? And I said, two. And she turned the screen and she said, because here's two heartbeats. And Bobby and I just cried. And we said, we're having twins. And when we did our gender reveal at 21 weeks and we found out we were having boy-girl twins, I was like, did it. We really did it. Um, and it was the most beautiful pregnancy and, um, yeah, it was just, I really believed that what I had absorbed from listening to The Secret and The Power by Rhonda Byrne and just harnessing gratitude and harnessing something inside of me that refused to give up, that insisted on persisting when things didn't seem like we should, um, I remember just pushing past the grief and saying, I need to do this. I need to do this. And something is telling you right now is the time. And, you know, I just, I want people to know that they can have this. And when you have the tools and the techniques and the right mindset, I really believe that you will have your baby. And that is why I got into this work because, you know, I, they asked us to go through counseling and things like that. And we were set up with a counselor and I only went to a few sessions because the counselor themselves had not gone through a fertility journey. They had their own kids. And I just didn't feel like they understood what I was going through. They gave beautiful ideas, beautiful techniques, but it wasn't applying to me because I thought, you just, you don't understand the fertility world. You're not through it. You're not, you haven't gone through that pain or that emotion. And not that I'm placing any judgment on counseling or any judgment. If you feel called, please absolutely do what you need to do so that you feel ready and prepared. Um, but that is why I became a fertility mindset coach because number one, I went through it. And number two, I studied the universal laws um, in 2019. And then I went through another program in 2022. And that's when I actually got certified as a coach because I really want to help more than anything. I really want to help. So, um, and I, I want to offer free things as well. If, because if you, if you, if I don't resonate with you or my story, 
if I can help as any single person, I feel like I'm doing my job. I feel like that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So um, on the next episode, I will share my secondary fertility journey where I manifested my last son. Um, and I, that's at that point I had studied all of the universal laws and I had really gone into it with a very different mindset. And there was so many other different things that I had went through, but, um, I hope that you as my listeners truly, um, found this motivational and understand that mindset and manifestation really do work and you can apply it to every area of your life it does not need to just be fertility but i'm focusing on fertility because i really believe every single person um, deserves to have their baby and i want to provide all the tools and techniques for you so that you can do this you can bring joy back into the journey and you can go in it with far more confidence So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm sending you all love and light. And thank you for being here with me today. If you found this helpful or know anyone that needs to hear this, please share. And don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. In love and gratitude, Jessica.